a sweet edition of the Behind the You podcast as we are with Mitch Friedman, who is the milkshake man. Correct. Correct. Not the milkshake guy, the milkshake man. And this is year what, sir? Year 37. Year 37. Okay, so very simply, how did it start? Way back, 1986, Coach Frazier was sick of dealing with a national company uh, on the concessions because he couldn't get anything done and he wanted to be innovative. So he, did, in his infinite wisdom, he decided to hire a local company, which was just starting with local owners, uh, professional concessions. I was their ice cream man. He hired us and the rest, as they say, is history. So why ice cream? For, like, how, how, why were you the ice cream man? Uh, well, I had already been uh, the ice cream man in, in other venues, and so it just continued. Did you have, like... Uh, no, you got to remember, back then... Yes, sir. You could not get a soft-serve ice cream anywhere except Dairy Queen, and there weren't too many of those around. McDonald's didn't have it. Nobody had it. So going to an event like a baseball game where you could get soft-serve ice cream, that was a special thing. And we happened to own soft serve ice cream equipment, and that's how we made our living at the time. And so, what were your? What were your? I didn't even think of this. What were, so, what were your first impressions of Coach Frazier? Uh, he was spectacular from 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 the get go. Always treated us as equals. Uh, uh, there's a, a story I've told a million times. I always called him Coach because obviously he was the coach, but he called me Coach. And, you know, I was young, and I, I didn't really want to rock the boat. And so finally I got up the nerve to say, Coach, why do you call me Coach? And he goes, well, you're the coach of the ice cream. <laughs> and he, he would just put everybody at ease. He was not better than anybody, even though he was better than everybody. But he, he was really a, a spectacular human being. Um, I wish I could remember his name, but there's an author. I think his last name is... Byron or Brian. Anyway, he's writing a biography of Coach Frazier, which will be out next baseball season. And he's, uh, he interviewed me, and I asked him how it got started. He was doing uh, an article about college baseball, and he noticed the history of college baseball. And he noticed everywhere he turned, Ron Frazier did this, Ron Frazier did that, Ron Frazier did this, and he finally said, whoa, I got to get more involved with this, and so his uh, biography is coming out. So soft-served ice, soft ice cream was the key back then, right? Yes. So what, did, what was on the original menu back then? The original menu, which we have up in the stand in a picture, um, ice cream cone, Chocolate, vanilla, or twist. <laughs> it's even hard to get a twist anymore. Um, and Sundays. Now, we noticed that uh, during the game walk-in and early in the ball game, people were not buying ice cream. Because if you think about your routine at a game, you have your hot dog and hamburger first. Right. And then later on in the game, you have your ice cream. Well, we tried to come up with something that the people could have at the beginning to have with their burger so that we could increase ice cream sales, we came up with milkshakes. The first, and it wasn't even the first game. It was well into the first season where it started. There were uh, three flavors, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, 
and they were $250 each. <laughs> and uh, at that time, the sales of cones and sundaes were 98%, and the milkshakes were 2%. And over the years, that has exactly reversed. And now the milkshakes are 98% of sales, and the rest of it is 2%. Can you still get a sundae? Absolutely. And we can still get a twist. No. No twist. No twist. Sundays we, and milkshakes. We had to change the equipment to be more uh, milkshake machine friendly. I got you. So I got you, you cannot get a twist anymore. So let me ask you this. You had no idea. You really didn't have any idea what you were getting into, did you? <laughs> um, I had been a college baseball player myself. Right. And I wanted to basically stay with the game. I had thought about going to umpire school, but my wife put the, <laughs> the kibosh on that kind of traveling. Um, so I just, I stayed with it this way. Now, in the early days, we had a tent right by the Canes dugout on the first base side. And so I was a lot more involved with the kids and they were involved with me. Now, of course, I got grandchildren almost old enough to play. But uh, that's one thing about working at a university. No matter how old you get, the kids stay the same 100%. age. 100%. So... You don't see, I imagine now, because we were just down at your location, you don't see as much of the game, right? You don't really see any no, of the game. No, I don't games. see any of the game anymore unless I sneak out for a brief glimpse. But you can hit, you, hit, uh, you, you know, know what's know going what's on. Yes, yeah. yeah. And uh, part of it is because of J-Row and uh, part of it the crowd. And then people are usually giving, you updates. giving me updates, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, and in the old days, too, uh, the co Coach Frazier and even Coach Morris, they were not as concerned as we are now about nutrition for the kids. So if kids were eating, the players were eating ice cream during the game, yeah, everybody looked the other way, nobody said anything. Now it's a very strict nutrition regimen and the kids yeah ice, cr ice cream milkshakes probably the way you make probably not, the way you make them not, not during the season. Yeah, no. not during the season. All right, so 98% Sundays and uh, basically ice cream, 2% milkshakes, and right. we, we've inverted that. So when did you notice, like, you were – when did that start to flip? Like, when did you notice, like, oh, we're sort of on the side? Um, this is take this, – this this business idea has worked. Okay. We had – we've always had a small line of people waiting. And as the milkshakes increased, I noticed the line got longer. <laughs> because it takes longer to make a milkshake than it does a cone, obviously. So I started noticing that first. And then uh, I had to get more help, and more equipment, and it just kind of snowballed. The big jump, I would say, was maybe, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago when social media really took hold. So that, was, that really? My, yeah, my, my sons. I have nothing to do with that. I don't understand it fully. I'm, you know... Here's how you understand the old guy. There's more people in the line. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> it's, work, it's working. My, my two sons handle that, and uh, it's really jumped sales up quite a bit. So, like, one day, not one day, but, like, did you just sort of notice this line is infinitely longer? Than <laughs> yeah. Um, it was uh, the, uh, maybe uh, when we played the Gators maybe eight, nine years ago, and that had always been busy. Right. But this time, it was just uh, unbelievable. And the line went from the stand you know, down to left field. That's when I really woke up to the fact that we've got some uh, tiger by the tail here. But here's the thing, as far as I know, 
I'm going to say sole proprietor, but you make all the milkshakes, sort of like one by one, individually sort of cared for. Right. So does the line yeah, <laughs> this speed is the process why, up? Well, this is why there is a line. Now, I've had to adapt a little bit. I have some very good help. They're making some of the startups of the shake, but I do handle every single shake. And the people really demand it. We've tried other things. We've tried a second stand. We've tried selling other, you know, ready to eat ice cream. We've tried making milkshakes in advance. None of that makes people happy. It's the way it is. And so most people understand that it's not like hot dogs where you can make a hundred and keep them in a warmer. No, this is one at a time. And so what, just get the thought process, I mean, I understand why, but um, we'll let you explain why you are so, it's you, you have to make it, it has to be, you know what I mean? Like why you're so personally invested and each one has to be made to order. The, the, it's really the people demand it. When I'm not there, and I've never not been there, but when we, Deviate from the system even a little. People pick it up, and there's complaints. So when the milkshake man yeah. does not make the milkshake, people right. know. It's right. Is there a milkshake? Is there a milkshake like? Is there a uh, Mitch in waiting? Is there a? <laughs> is there like a milkshake school that, that um, someone's going? That someone's working on? It's in the talking stage. <laughs> uh, I, I obviously I can't go on forever, but uh, I'll do it as long as I can. But uh, probably. As I said, said earlier, I'm a, a subcontractor professional concessions. There's probably going to be some deal where I train the next up. Like a culinary and, school, right? Someone's going to have to learn how to do yeah, it your way. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this. How long uh, did it take you to sort of find this magic? This magic formula of what these shakes are, like how much experimentation went into well, getting, have, getting what you wanted? I have to give some credit to the customers. Now, we had an old security guard here. He used to work for FPNL and Moonlight as a uh, Mark Light Stadium security guard. And his name was Nestor Leone. And he used to buy a coffee shake every day, every game. And he started asking, can you just drop a little hot fudge in it and see what happens? So I did. He liked it. Everybody liked it. And boom, that was the first named shake now i like that story for a number of reasons but one was flash forward 30 years and nestor passed away but his son came to the his son who does not live in the area came to a game with his kids and when he saw nestor's name on the menu he broke into tears that there he was forever to be the nestor special on the milkshake and then we have Ragarm, who's a well-known fan, who yells right up by the right, right up by the press yells box. Ragarm at the top of his lungs to the opposing pitcher. And is he, that his? Is that his? The Ragarm is his creation. Yes, he wanted hot fudge in his strawberry shake, and so, so be it. And he used to buy one every game. Not that we're all a little older, we can't buy them every game, but. He still buys quite a few during the season. So a lot of these shakes 
Because the way I know, we have the regular shakes, which are probably like vanilla chalk, kind of right. standard flavors. Right. Standard flavors. We got the famous name shakes, which the, the Nestor right. Special and Rag yep. Arm, and we have some super shakes. But so like Joe Z's my guy. Right. He has his shake. But so over time, as people reg, regular people, regular people with some some cachet, have ordered shakes, they've just kind of become part of the menu. Right. Uh, now, one of the photographers, J, uh, J.C. Ridley. Right. Cane shooter. He, right. He, his girlfriend came to me and said, for his birthday, we'd like to name a shake after him. So we did. He, he named himself the Cane Shooter. So the shake is the Cane Shooter. Um, and it caught on. And then it's still on the menu today. So every, how many shakes are we up to? Oh, I don't know. You could probably get to 60. 60? Yeah. And do you have, if someone orders a shake, you know what? You know it off the top. You have to look yeah, at a piece like, of paper. But it's like a musician. How do you remember the lyrics to all those songs? Well, I wrote them, so I remember them. Now, has anyone has anyone been removed from the menu? Yes, we have <laughs> what we refer to know as a flavor graveyard. We do. We have a flavor graveyard. We've tried over the years a number of different flavors. Didn't catch on. Cherry. Blueberry. Um, there was a time in food history about 15 years ago where people were putting bacon oh, yeah. on everything. Right. We had a chocolate bacon shake. Didn't last. Didn't go. Uh, so yeah, there's about a half a dozen in the flavor graveyard. The pressure now is uh, people want Nutella. I've been resisting it, but next year we'll probably have a Nutella. Why resist it? What, is there some? Is there some? What's the anti Nutella mindset? No, no, it's just expensive. Uh, no, we have enough. <laughs> you know, every new flavor is more inventory, more this, more that, more time for people to wait in line. So you got to be careful. But we try to do it by we have introduced a few years ago the ACC flavor of the weekend to try to work in some of the suggestions that people have now and try to tie it in some way to the school that's here. For years, we opened the season uh, with Rutgers. And of course, New Jersey is a big uh, Italian population, just ask the Sopranos. But so we decided to have a cannoli shake for as the flavor of the weekend for Rutgers. And it became very popular. And so this year, no Rutgers, but Pittsburgh is similar. And we had the cannoli shake at the Pittsburgh series just recently. I've noticed some of your, your creativity. We've had lobster shakes for Maine. Yes. We've had crab cake, hot fudge shakes for Towson. Yeah. Peach. So who, are these your creations? Are these your idea? Brain, brain. Uh, not, no, not totally. Um, as I said, my kids are handling the marketing end of it. And they just, sometimes they go nuts and realize, and we all realize that nobody is going to order a lobster shake. <laughs> but the idea of it was, was so enticing that we threw one together and, you know, had it on display. So we, what is in the Josie? The Josie is basically a hot fudge sundae and a shake. It's vanilla ice cream, hot fudge, marshmallow, all whipped up. He's such a sweet really tooth. He's, he's, he's got such a sweet tooth. <laughs> now, the man, all the coaches have had shakes, right? Yes. By their request or just sort of like. Was, well, Coach Frazier uh, had his honored posthumously. Okay. Um, 
Coach Morris, we asked him, and we knew what he liked. And we asked Coach Damari what he liked and uh, what we were going to do, and he uh, approved that. He's a, uh, a pecan fanatic. So his is a – most of the shakes want fudge. It kicks everything up a notch. So his shake is chocolate ice cream, hot fudge, and pecans. Uh, Coach Morris, same way. He was a chocoholic, too. He's his chocolate ice cream, hot fudge, and chocolate sprinkles. The wizard for Coach Frazier was chocolate ice cream, uh, hot fudge, and Heath Bar. Now, Coach Frazier – Used to, uh, his doctor was not fond of him eating ice cream <laughs> and hot fudge and everything else. So he used to come out of the dugout. And in those days, as I said, our tent was right by the dugout. So it was easy for him to communicate with me. He'd give me the fake third base coach's <laughs> routine and then end it like this with a little, like scooping a ladle. Yeah. And that meant... Give me the vanilla that the doctor ordered, but put a little fudge on top. <laughs> and um, that happened for years. That's awesome. So how did how how did how, how does what is the process to to get your to get one onto that uh, famous name shakes? Like what time? What kind of time commitment has to yeah. go? You well, know, go in. It, it used to be you had to buy one every, you know, every game for a while. Uh, we've kind of got away from that because we just started deciding that people deserve one, whether they buy it or not. Like Joe Z, he deserved one. Uh, if Sonny Hirsch were still here, he'd, he'd have one. Uh, you know, people that are intimately tied to the program, I think, deserve one. So that's where we're at now. So is 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 it like is the, like the ice cream right like did you, when you started this whole process was there um, taste testing I mean like to find the right product this is going to be my ice cream this is going to be my like whoever you were sourcing it from uh, or no so what's the magic what's the magic of the shake what's yeah, what's the well, pretty much the food business is a very um, interesting business in that there are levels of everything. People, most people aren't aware of how many levels of almost any product you can get your hands on. Uh, now, I was a cook in the Army a million years ago, so that's where you start at the bottom, <laughs> with, the, with the Army chow, if you will. And then, uh, you know, there, especially with dairy, cheese, butter, milk, ice cream, is all different grades and levels. So what you want to do is find the right combination of quality and price and texture and everything working together. Uh, now this this year's inflation aside, most food companies have come a long way and you can get almost exactly what you want almost anywhere now. So, um, how, like right now, how much ice cream is back there? Right now? Well, we usually start the weekend with, uh, let's see, 40, 42, about 100 to 125 gallons of ice cream. And so last night, 
took some away. There's probably uh, 90 there now. And will you wipe through that many? Like if a big series Florida, will you wipe through all oh, that? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I'll have to get more on Sunday, which is an issue. But uh, <laughs> that's another story. Uh, this week, you know, this week in an average average series, it'll it'll that'll be enough. And then how many different topping, like, you know, candies and stuff? What's like, yeah. we have like a whole candy store down there, basically? <laughs> uh, yeah, yes and no. We, candy itself, we only have, we have sprinkles, we have M&Ms, we have Heath Bar. Um, that's pretty much it on the candy, or caramel, uh, and then pineapple, raspberry, strawberry, marshmallow, fudge. So if you, you know, you do the permit permutations uh, with all that stuff, you can see how you can get 60 fairly easily. And what's the second? So if, if we're at that many gallons of ice cream, the second most consumed ingredient is fudge? Yes. Fudge is probably three gallons a game. Three gallons a game. Yeah. Wow. And you partake, you know, along the way or not so much anymore? Uh, not as much as I <laughs> used to, but no, for... For uh, health reasons and for, not my health, but the Board of Health and legal reasons, I like to try almost everything just on the off chance that nobody ever has, but on the off chance somebody gets sick, I want to know it's in me and what it is. Okay. All so right. I pretty much try a variety of things every game, but I'm talking, you know, one sip. I, got I don't have a whole shake. So what was the last? What was the last new milkshake that was introduced? Hmm, that's a good question. It might be the Four Daughters as a permanent one. Uh, some of the uh, which is Geno's, right? Which is right, Coach Damari. The um, wow, I, some of the uh, uh, ACC flavors of the weekend this year have been new. Uh, yeah, I remember I said that the blueberry shake is in the uh, graveyard. graveyard. Yeah. But for Virginia, we had a blueberry cobbler shake, which did okay, uh, and that was the first time for that. So what 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 gets asked the what, what of the of the famous named or the super shakes? What 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 are the most common? Well, J Ro is number one and has been always from the get go. What's in the J Ro? Jero is hot fudge, chocolate ice cream, and Oreo. Okay, the kids might and, be that. The uh, kid, we might get one on. We might have to get one pre pre made for the kids. There you tonight. go. When uh, when Jero was young, and I was young, <laughs> he came to me and he said, "You cannot put enough chocolate in a milkshake for me." So we came up with the hot fudge, chocolate, and Oreos, and he had one almost every game. Then he started having one every other game. Now he has about a half of one every series, and he adds a banana. <laughs> for, but he's still plugging away with the J-Rose. Now, um, Coach Mike McDaniel the Dolphins was here the other night, right? Yes. So, I be, he used – are you t does he come to you, or you tipped off he's here and send it to him? He, no. Uh, How does that work? Actually, Logan was the middleman on that, and I really don't know who asked for what or what, you know. And I sent a few flavors of it. I don't even know which flavor okay. he had. But 
uh, he and his, one of his assistants uh, definitely had shakes. So if, if there is a, a named celebrity like that, are, are you tipped off? Like, uh, you provide, because I know that you, you give them to that. Yeah, you, you do well at marketing, right? If it, there's a TV broadcast, the TV guys get it. If yeah. we're doing, if radio's yeah. doing it, they get it. So Again, okay. that's usually my kids. For are they the, here with you every night? No, they, okay. uh, they have their own thing. Got it. They like doing this as a sideline. But if whenever it seems whenever a ride comes to a game, they're they're on it like the day before, and you know, and if, in the old days, if J Lo was going to be there with them, and I need to get this and give them a shake and blah blah blah, uh, they're usually all over it. As far as locally, uh, whoever uh, Gorby or uh, the new guy, what's his name? Josh, Josh, Josh White, Josh, yeah. yeah, they'll let you know. Um, yeah. Now, how about coming through the line? Who's come through the line where you kind of, next up, sir, and you looked up, or ma'am, and you looked up, and you said, oh, my God, that's so-and-so. Um, this guy has done it repeatedly. Ted Hendricks, the yes, store? Yeah. Yes. He he likes to wait in line and have know, a lot of with the customers and waits his turn, and there he is. Now, you see how many, I mean, you have, there. you probably made, I don't know, maybe friends, acquaintances. I mean, you've got a number of the same people that have come through over 37 years. Yes, yes. Yes, I have a number. So what do you serve on? Oh, you don't, you don't give out that number, right? What we, what we, like how many things pass through? Well, I, we like to say it's it's not as many as people think because we just can't get them out that fast. It's in the hundreds. For a, Let's a, leave it a weekend? Per game. Per game. Okay. It's a lot of milkshake. So what, yeah. I ask you this, what happens Monday through Thursday? <laughs> well... Tuesday is delivery and cleaning day. So Got that, it. Is this full? Oh, I guess I mean, is this full time? This time of year it is. Yes. It is? Okay. Now, when I was younger and had the soft serve machines, I used to drag them around all over to events and to office buildings. I had office parties. In fact, we got an office party coming up here with milkshakes uh, next week. But that's another story. Uh, when I was younger, I, I did. You know, during the week, I would go all over the place and try to move ice cream but now uh, fortunately i i can't and i don't have to so. there you go now uh, can you pre-order can you is there a way to cut the line okay we have tried uh, online ordering and my kids swear by it and say that that's really the way the future is to not have a line at all just have everybody online ordering what's happened though is that People still are in line, and the online orders do nothing but make people wait longer in line. And then, uh, you know, due to uh, somebody getting sick or somebody traveling or this and that, we're short-staffed a couple of games, so we just, for the rest of the year, we probably won't have online ordering. Okay, so we're waiting in line. But it's it's probably coming in the future. And um, when do you open? When, when can someone get the first, can they get the first shake before first pitch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So when do we start? But, okay. My contract, I have to be open uh, two hours before game time. Wow. So that's uh, five o'clock on a normal right. seven o'clock game. Uh, usually the security staff or some of the game staff for marketing uh, will be the first customers. And they're usually three hours before game. So I would say... Well, tonight is a six o'clock game, so three three thirty is probably the first shake out the door. But like by the first inning, first pitch of the top of the first first pitch, 
Fastball down the middle, how many people are in line? 30. Right from the get-go. Yeah, I would say, yeah, on a regular 7 o'clock game, the line starts at 6.30. Okay. So once the game is in progress, it's... Is there like alcohol sales or a cutoff? <laughs> uh, pretty much. And there is. Yeah, when the alcohol closes in the seventh inning, and we try to close after the seventh inning as well. Uh, partially because we're all exhausted. Partially because we don't have enough room for more product. And uh, it's just right. And usually that's when things are dwindling down anyway. Now, you know, certain Florida series or FSU, we stay up later because there's – more people, but generally the line is pretty much petered out by then. So um, I don't expect you to uh, give the exact answer, and it, it may not matter. But like, if you broke down the milkshake, like what go, how many scoops, and how much this, there, is there actually like a formula? Like, like, is there like a if someone wanted to try and duplicate it, is that even humanly possible, or is part of it the magic of, uh, of, of well, the ingredients I, and your hand and how you blend and swirls and? I've kind of. Uh, at this point, you know, I, I just know it looks right. Okay. Basically, basically a shake gets two ounces of flavor. So if you're getting a strawberry shake, you're getting two ounces of crushed strawberries. I gotcha. Oh, that's another thing about the ingredients. Most places use syrups only. Uh, so, like, if you get a banana shake, you get banana syrup with vanilla ice cream. No, we use a real banana. You get a real banana in the shake, just like the apple pie is a real apple pie in the shake. Uh, that probably makes some difference. Raspberry is raspberry preserved. The pineapple is chunk pineapple. The strawberry is crushed real strawberries. You ever want like a redo? Like, do you ever like blend a shake and be like, eh, it's not my best one? Uh, but I'm gonna start. I'll, I'll push it out there anyways and hope he doesn't come no, back. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I I stopped doing that because some people, you know. Well, you I, did it though. Just, At one point, you did yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, I do. I still do it. Like just last night, somebody ordered a Grandma Debbie with coffee and banana. Now, right off the bat, coffee and banana to me right. don't, don't mix and never will. But I made it, and it wasn't the first time this customer has gotten that. So everybody has their taste. And that, and that, so it sounds like you can basically make anything. You can eat all yeah, the menu. Mix anything you want. As Come we off. I like to say, if you've got money, we get. We got, <laughs> we're gonna do it. Oh my goodness gracious! And then, uh, so when the season's over, we we just kind of take a little break. Yeah, pretty much is when I do my traveling. My wife and I go see our other grandkids and, you know, on and on. Now, now do, they have, do you have to, like, put on a – like, if you go visit the grandkids, is it is absolutely. it their milkshake night? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. But you don't have all your – you don't have all your ingredients, so you got to, like – there's a small disclaimer, right? Like, hey, it's Briar's, not what I get, yeah, so yeah, I'm not promising well, the, the world. The kids don't care. <laughs> as long as it as long as it's sweet and tasty, yeah, they yeah. got it. They get it. We're good to go. So, but people, but people can can people reach out to you privately here in town and hey, we want Mitch. You want you for a function, oh, a party? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, awesome. So I'm gonna get you out of here because you you got work to do and and um. But I just, do you ever think it turn into this? Thirty seven years ago, you get the because really, if I get this right, 
Coach Frazier calls the parent company that you work for, right? Right. To bring in, and you just sort of happen to come in as right. the ice cream guy, right. and 37 years later, you're the milkshake. You went right. from the ice cream guy so the to the milkshake man. man. Right. So you, I can't imagine you thought this was this would be what it would be, would it? Um, well, again, when you're in the food service business, you know that you do something for a certain number of years, and that contract ends, you move on to something else and something else. The fact that this has lasted so long is really a testament to everybody, to to us, to our company, to the university, to the uniqueness that is Mark Light. I always call it Mark Light Stadium. No, it's Al for Rodriguez Park. And right. Mark Light it's Field. Mark Light. Yeah. Um, but you're part of it. Yeah, I, I like to think so. And, and, and are you outside of these walls? The milkshakes have, you know, stand the test of well, time. But does Mitch, is, is Mitch the milkshake man yeah, recognized I, on the street? Well, I live in Broward, so I don't really oh, get much your of escape. it up there. there you go. But when I go out around the university, especially like the Big Cheese or someplace like that, I get a little small taste of what it must be like to be a celebrity because I'll see a kid sitting next to his dad and he'll nudge the dad and go, that's the guy. That's the guy at the milkshake guy. That's right. the guy. And the dad's like, that's the guy. Because of him, you wouldn't fall asleep. You couldn't fall asleep because <laughs> yeah, you're all yoked yeah. up on sugar. Um, Mitch, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Anyone that's been around University of Miami athletics, baseball, whatever, knows you, has waited in line, has gotten a milkshake. And uh, they are they, – here's the other thing, too. We should just close with this. They are legitimately fantastic. I appreciate that. Thank you. Mitch, thank you for taking us behind the you. Thanks you for telling the story of this. Everyone knows – what's in their hand, but maybe they didn't know the whole story. So hopefully we'll get more people coming through and uh, can't wait to see uh, what's, what's next. And um, thank you again. <laughs>